Here are two truths about the Pittsburgh Baseball Club. One, they will never spend. Two, if they ever do spend. And again, remember number one, it won't be on starting pitching. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. John Morosi, longtime reporter with Fox Sports covering both baseball and hockey, and a friend of mine, reported over the weekend that if the Pirates were to entertain seriously a Brian Reynolds trade, that what they'd seek in return would be starting pitching. Those of you who are regular listeners of this particular program will recall that I predicted this not long after the trade request became public. And it wasn't exactly a bold call on my part, because if you're going to move a player of this caliber and a player of this importance to your team, you had better replace him with the single most valuable commodity in the industry, or at least have multiple shots at replacing him with the most valuable commodity in the industry. So what I said at the time was that the Pirates really should be getting multiple very good and not all that far from the majors starting pitching prospects. And yeah, I know that doesn't exactly solve what you've got left in center field. But that's not the way you make a move like this. You're not thinking about filling a position. You're thinking about longer term value. But you're also treating this, and rightly so, as if it's a significant piece that you're sending out. You don't go Neil Huntington with this and say, hey, everyone, here's Garrett Cole. Just might be the best pitcher in the world. What do you got for him that looks like stuff we might need? Can't do that. That's how you end up with what the Pirates ended up with, with all due respect to Joe Musgrove, who didn't become Joe Musgrove until he left Pittsburgh. You need to treat this as a really, really, really rare and precious opportunity to get something slash someone of very real worth. It can't be one of those where on that day you're looking up Colin Moran's statistics. It's got to be one that completely blows you away, or guess what? To take the Pirates' position on this, you don't have to do it at all, right? So yeah, starting pitching is definitely the way to go. And again, ideally in bulk. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. No one who listens to a show called Daily Shot of Pirates needs me to tell them that starting pitching is outrageously expensive on the open market. The Pirates could never partake in such a thing, and for that matter, the last time that they were even peripherally involved in such a pursuit was when Jay Happ 
hit the free agent market after the 2015 season, the Pirates tried, and I'm here to tell you, as somebody who rips them nonstop on this particular front, they tried like crazy to keep Hap. I know this for a fact. Couldn't do it. Why? Blue Jays are owned by a Canadian phone company. The Blue Jays had a bottomless wallet, and they told Hap's people, whatever it is that Pittsburgh or anybody offers you, we're going to top it. Just come to us at the end. Well, guess what? They did. Only other pitchers the Pirates have signed uh, of any value. My goodness, Ivan Nova was one of them. Uh, Francisco Liriano later on was another. But you, you can't get involved in that stuff. There's, there's, there's no W in it. There just isn't because it's not a fair fight. We can all sit here and huff and puff about how why a Pirates wouldn't be involved in, I don't know, just pulling this out of nowhere, Justin Verlander being available. They can't. They can't. The other party just says, whatever it is that Pittsburgh offers, we'll top it. And eventually you get to the point where Pittsburgh can't go any higher, and the other guys say, okay, that. We'll pay that. That's it. That's the end of it. So starting pitching, unlike any other position on the diamond, absolutely, unequivocally, must come from within unless you just totally nail an assessment or a correction like what happened here with Tyler Anderson or Jose Quintana. But even then, when you bring those guys in, almost always you're going to be doing so on a one-year deal because it's tough to take the risk from your perspective that the guy who had the five-something ERA last year is fixable. You might believe it, but you don't know it until you have him under your roof. So Anderson and Quintana came here, did what they did, were traded, whatever. That was the end of that. But those weren't any kind of sustainable answers or, for that matter, templates. The only option that works is to draft and develop, draft and develop. And it doesn't have to be a first-rounder. That's the other beautiful thing about it. Tyler Glass now is a seventh-round pick. The Pirates did an okay job of developing him, kind of, in some ways, kind of not in others. And by the time he got to Pittsburgh, they had absolutely no idea what to do with him. But the material, the raw material, was here. It was available if there had been better instruction. And as such, you could have had a seventh-round pick become your ace. That's what's got to happen here. There's got to be a Rowanzi Contreras or two who comes back to you in this Reynolds trade. I really believe that. If that sounds like setting the bar too high, hey, so be it. Nobody thought the Pirates would get one Contreras in the Jamison Tyone deal. But that's where this has to go. I don't care how many starting pitchers or starting pitching prospects are already in the fold. There is literally no such thing as too much of this particular facet of a baseball team. It doesn't exist. Oh, and by the way, if it does, that's what you trade to go and fortify your outfield. When we come back, J1Q. from Paul who asks, did the Pirates do enough maybe to only lose 97 and fall out of last place? I'm not 
in the grading phase yet, Paul. I'm not even close to that. We just got through Christmas weekend. There's two and a half months before pitchers and catchers have to be in the fold. And let's remember that we are talking about the Pirates here and that most of their acquisitions will come when it always does, and that's late in the season. Call that dumpster diving, call it whatever you want, but that's when the team really takes shape. Moreover, at the risk of stating the obvious or restating the obvious, their biggest move could be yet to come. Actually, no, let me rephrase that. Their biggest move is yet to come because something is going to happen with Reynolds. Either Reynolds is going to say, you know what, I'm going to be a total pro. I'm going to show up here and I'm going to play out my contract and then you can all kiss my rear end on the way out here or whatever. Or they trade Reynolds, which would obviously, as I just went over, be a very, very, very big deal for the organization. Not just him leaving, but whoever arrives. Or third, they could sign Reynolds. I know, I know. But within that, it's tough to have conversations about anything else, as I keep saying here, day after day, because I have no idea what kind of team they have in 2023. I have no idea what kind of organization they're going to have 2023, 2024, because I don't know what what's going to happen with this very, very large elephant that's sitting here in our living room right now. So anyone who's looking at the moves that have been made to date and trying to come up with some big assessment over whether or not the Pirates improved or what it'll affect in the standings is, uh, what's a nice way to say this? And this is stuff that you would do if you were following the Pirates like 30 or 40 years ago, you know, when all things were equal and the offseason was just about what did you do to get better? There's so much involved in this that it's, it's tough to just look at these moves and say, all right, well, Carlos Santana looks like he'll be a better player than Yoshi. Um, Okay, great. And look, this isn't to suggest that you or anybody else who feels really down about the offseason doesn't have a right to. I just don't think that's it. I just don't think it's something that's that cut and dried. You know, this offseason could well prove to be an epic disaster. I mean, a historic disaster. If Reynolds is traded for trash. That alone could make this an offseason that it's something we talk about for years, for decades. But we obviously aren't there yet either. So, I, I, don't, I mean, let's see how it plays out. Let's, I'm trying so hard to be fair. Can you tell? Can you tell? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 